We begin the Gemara today on the Avavam at Beis, seven lines up from the bottom of the Yamud, where it says Rabakiva. So the Gemara here brought a Braiseb, a Machloikis between Rabakiva and Rabbi Shmol, regarding the halacha of paying for damages by a Mazik. The Pasik says, Mate of Sadeya, Mate of Karma Yishalam. You have to pay from the best of your properties, Idis. So the Machloikis, the way the Gemara explained it till here was that according to Rabbi Shmol, the Idis you have to pay is the, the Idis based on the the level of the properties of the uh, Nizik, right, the person that got damaged. If for him, the worst quality of property that the Mazik has matches up to the best quality of property that the Nizik has, so then he can pay according to the uh, standard of the Nizik. Whereas Rabbi Kiva disagrees, Rabbi Kiva says, no, the Pasik says, mate of Sadehu, mate of Karmoy, of the one that's actually paying, that's a simple shot of the Pasik, that if he's paying from his properties, he has to pay from the best quality of his properties, not based on the, on the level of the uh, Nizik, but what's actually the best for him. That's the type of uh, the two I find him how to learn the Pasik, the Machloikas of Rabbi Shema and Rabbi Kiva. Now, after Rabbi Kiva says his opinion, he says, Loi ba kasav then he adds that there's a kal that this halacha applies to hektish as well. The kal v'chaymer hektish. So the Gemara here will explain what does he mean by this kal v'chaymer. Zakta is coming to say that you collect the payment of the damages from idis, and the Gemara explained that that's the idis of the mazik, but the kal hektish, and then there's a kal for hektish as well. Says the Gemara, my hektish. What is this kavachaymer that it seemingly we're saying that the same halacha applies to hektish as well? Ilayme, if you're gonna say that the kavachaymer is the nagach ture didon leture de hektish, that is the ox that gored. There's an ox of a plain person that went and damaged an ox that belongs to hektish. So now there would be a, you have to pay the damages to the hektish. So, and over here, it's in this case that we're saying that you have to pay from meta. When you're paying hektish, you have to pay from the best. If you have to pay for a hediyat, for a plain person from the best, for sure for hektish. Says the Gemara, but that can't be. Because, the Pasuk says that you have to pay when your ox scores the ox of your friend. And that excludes that when your ox damages, the ox that belongs to Hektish, you don't pay. There's no, you potter over there in that case. That's what the Pasuk is saying. You exclude that Hektish, you completely potter. So there can't be, uh, this can't be the Kavachaymer to say that you pay for Hektish. There's a discussion over here in Nashi and in Taisvis regarding, uh, first of all, the Gemara uses this example of uh, the goring, that a shite of a head yet, gored the shite of Hektish. The Pasuk of Meit of Sadeu originally is not written regarding Negiche, regarding a, a damage that comes from uh, goring. It's talking over there about your animal that went and ate in a property. Right, so uh, there's a few different shatim about this. Uh, simply the Gemara brings this example of the Shoyer of Hektish that's being gored by the Shoyer of Ahedit is because the Miot of the Pasuk Shoyer Re'eyu is talking about this. That any time you damage hektish, you putter. So that's what the pasuk is talking about. And from there, we learn out that the same applies to other kinds of nizikin as well. But there's another interesting thing that Rashi says over here that the reason why the Gemara doesn't bring up the example that we were, were talking about in the Gemara before in this pasuk of mate of sadeu, mate of karma, it's talking about shame veregal. When your animal went and ate from someone's property, why aren't we applying the same thing regarding hektish? When your animal ate from a property of hektish. 
Rashi over here says that Hektish did not own any real estate. When Hektish owned properties, they would sell it off right away. They would, Rashi makes it a cheshben that Hektish did not own any properties. So therefore, that example is not an example the Gemara wants to give. There's also another big discussion over here in Taisvis, whether this miut, that when you damage Hektish's potter, is this true by any kind of damage of Hektish? Or this is only in this case of Shire Eyu, which the Gemara brings up over here, when you're a Shire Gord, a Shire of Hektish. That's where the miut of the Pasuk is. So the somebody Shainim hold that from there, we learn not to any kind of damage. But there are other Shainim that argue and say, not necessarily. Maybe it's only over here regarding this damage of Keren, when with the horns it damaged and it gored. Okay, let's go weiter. Elo says the Gemara, This Kavachayme, that when you pay Hektish, you have to pay from your best, this has to be regarding a case where a person owes, not damages. He owes money to Hektish. Why? Because he took upon himself. He said, that I'm going to give money to the Bedek to the funds of Hektish for the Beis HaMikdash. So if you're not paying them in cash, he's coming and collecting from your properties, so you have to pay up from the best of your properties. So that, if you're going to say that that's the case, says the Gemara, that can't be, because because in a case where you said that you're making, that you took upon yourself to give money to Hektish, so then what does that mean? So you're no different than any Balchayv, you owe money. Any Balchayv regularly, what do you have to pay when you owe money? You always pay the, the uh, malve, the lender, has the rights to collect from an average property, not from the best of the properties. So if we're learning out hektish from a hedyit, and we're making this kavachayimah from the hedyit, so then if by the hedyit you only pay from beninus, so by hektish, if you owe money to hektish, you should also pay only beninus. It seems like Rabbi Kiva is making a kavachayimah to say that you pay from the best, from idis, not just from beninus. Says the Gemara, but if you're going to argue and say, Sava Rabbi Kiva, that Rabbi Kiva disagrees with this. Rabbi Kiva holds, Kol Bal Nami Bidis. Any Bal also gets paid from Midis. Rabbi Kiva holds, just like the Torah clearly says regarding damages, that you owe money to someone because of damages, you, you pay from the best of your properties. Rabbi Kiva holds for any kind of loan, any money that you owe, Bal you also have to pay with Idis. And that's the Kabbalah to say that by Hektish as well, if you owe money to Hektish and the Gizber, the Gaba is coming to collect, you have to give them from the best of your properties. So the Gemara still, you can't say this kind of Kabbalah because Ikele Mifrach, you could refute this Kabbalah by pointing out that by the money that a plain person owes, there's a certain stringency there. When it comes to a Balchayv, I see that there's a certain kind of Chayv that he pays and Hektish does not pay. When it comes to damages by Hektish, you totally potter. So even if you would think that it's logical to say that Hektish is more stringent than Hedyet, we always treat Hektish on a higher level, but nevertheless, when it comes to owing money, when it comes to payments, we see that the Torah gives a certain leniency to Hektish. If you damage Hektish, you potter, and if you damage another plain person, you chayev. So how can we make this kavachaymer? So the Gemara goes back to the original pshat. La'aylam, really, the case over here is like we originally wanted to say, the nagach tura didon latura de hektish. The kavachaymer, where you have to pay hektish for meta with the best, is like the case we said, that an ox of a person gore the ox of hektish. With the kakashilach, we asked on that. There's a pasuk that says that the payment by the damage of a shay is only if it damaged your friend and not if it damaged hektish. Rabbi Kiva argues with that. He holds like the opinion of Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya. The Tanya, as we learned in the Brayser, Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, Amen. 
Shoshal Hektish and Agach Shoshal Hadiet, a Shoshal of Hektish, that gore is the Shoshal of an Hadiet, of a plain person. So Potter, so over there, the Hektish is not liable to pay for any damages, he'll be Potter. The Hektish is Potter. But in the reverse, Shoshal Hadiet, Shonagach Shoshal Hektish, if a Shoshal of a private plain person is damaging the Shoshal of a Hektish, so here, the way Rabshim Bemanasi learns this is, Bain Tam, whether it was the first three times, which is a time where usually you pay half, only chatzin nezek, but bein muid, whether it was after three times, when it's hektish, mishalom nezek shalom. You always pay, from the first time as well, you pay nezek shalom. Okay, so which basically means what Hashem Menasya holds, he also holds of this miut that we said before, that we don't compare a shayr of hektish to a shayr eyu. But he holds of that exclusion in the opposite way, the way we learned it before. Before we learned to, to be lenient, to pater, to say that if your ox gores the, the ox of Hektish, you'll be totally exempt, Potter. Shimon Menashe says, no, we learn out from there to be stringent. When, when, it's two, when it's two plain people that are re'eyu, when they damage each other, so then the first three times you only pay half. When you're damaging Hektish from the first time, you pay Nezik Shalim. That's the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, and therefore we have a Kavachaymer to Hektish, that over here by Hektish you have to pay for, mat- you have to pay for Metav. Okay, so that's the Pshat and the but now the Gemara questions, if this is what Rabbi Kiva is, sorry, what Rabbi Kiva that is, is saying, if so, Rabbi Shmal and Rabbi Kiva, the whole argument here, between Rabbi Shmal and Rabbi Kiva in this Braisa, the Gemara goes back to the previous point that it explained before in Davov. What did it say there? The Gemara explained that there's another, there's another point to their Machlaikis. Rabbi Shmal is saying that when you pay the, the Meitav, we don't go necessarily by the standard of Meitav of the Mazik. If the Nizik is poorer and his standard of Meitav is lower, and it's equivalent to the standard of the, uh, the Ziburis, of the lowest property of the Mazik, you pay, you pay less. You, know, you, can, you can, not less, but in other words, the quality of the property that you give could be from your Ziburis. You go by the Nizik standard. Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva argued on that, and he said, no, you go by the Mazik standard, he has to give his mate up. That's another point of the Machlekes, as the Gemara explained. But now the Gemara asks, how do you know they're arguing about that point as well? Ihochi, if so, Rabbi Shmol, Rabbi Kiva, the argument of Rabbi Shmol, Rabbi Kiva, and this Braise, Mimai, how do you know? The Be'id is the Nizik, Vizibur is the Mazik Pligi, that they're arguing in a case where the level of the best property of the Nizik and the level of the best property, of the, ma- of the worst property, that is, of the mazik, are the same, pligi, and that's where they're arguing, could you give him from your worst property? Or do you still have to give him from your very best? How do you know that's what they're arguing about? Dilma, maybe we can say, the kulalma, the nizik shaminon. Everybody agrees that when you evaluate the, the, what property you give from, you go by the standard of the nizik. And over here, the only argument that there is between Rabbi Shmol and Rabbi Kiva is regarding this point, regarding Hektish. Rabbi Kiva Kiva holds that when you damage Hektish, you have to pay. And you actually have to pay more. You have always to pay, even even in other cases where you pay by Hektish, you pay more, you pay Nezek Shalem. And Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbanon that when it comes to hektish we're lenient. When it comes to hektish you potter, and therefore there is no kavachayim la hektish. Maybe their entire argument is just regarding this point, regarding hektish. Is there a kavachayim for hektish or not? 
So the Gemara does says, no, we can't say that this is the only argument between them for a few reasons. Number one, Im Kain, if so, what's the Lashon of Akiva says in the Braise? Rabbi Shmuel says, Meitav Sadeyu Shal Nizik, Meitav Karmish Shal Nizik. On that, what, what does Rabbi Akiva say? The Lashon is, Im Kain now, what, how will we, we understand these words of Rabbi Akiva? My Loi Bo HaKosav. Rabbi Akiva comes and says, Loi Bo HaKosav, Elo Ligbos Lemezakim if he's only arguing regarding Hektish, why is Rabbi Kiva coming and saying anything about the Pasik of Meitav? He agrees to Rabbi Shmuel regarding what the meaning of Meitav is in the Pasik. He's only arguing regarding Hektish. The fact that he starts off with this Lashon of Loiba Kosov shows that he's arguing regarding how you interpret the meaning of Meitav as well, before you come to the point of Hektish. V'oid, another point is, my Hektish. How could you make this Kavachayim for Hektish now? It, it would come out if Rabbi Akiva agrees to Rabbi Shmuel that when it comes to Meitav, what is Rabbi Shmuel's Chiddush regarding Meitav? Rabbi Shmuel's Chiddush is that we're lenient. Even though the, the Torah is saying pay from Meitav, but nevertheless, we're lenient about this. We say you don't necessarily have to give your best. You go by the standard of the Nizik. If for the Nizik, your worst property is his best, you can give him your worst property. So the whole point of Rabbi Shmuel is to say that we're lenient. So what's Rabbi Kiva saying? If Rabbi Kiva is agreeing to Rabbi Shmuel that we're lenient, how does he then follow up with saying that there's a Kavachayim et hektish? The whole Kavachayim et hektish is, is coming to say that by hektish we're for sure going to be stringent. If for hektish we're stringent, for, store, for sure for hektish we have to be stringent. But this whole thing is just a leniency. So how, how could you make such a stringency? How, how could you make a Kavachayim for, for a Chumra, for a stringency over here? Ashi points out another thing. It also doesn't fit with, with the saying that Rabbi Kiva goes according to Rabbi Shimon ben Manasseh. Rabbi Kiva goes according to Rabbi Shimon ben Manasseh that says that when it comes to the payment of hektish, even if by a hedyet you would pay a nezek, you always pay nezek shalim. And over here, he's learning out from hedyet a leniency, that you pay your worst property as long as on the level of the nizik, it's his best. So these two things don't go together. The third point is, the Gemara brings is another clear b'raise where it says that there's a machloikis, how you evaluate the standard of meitav. Omer Ravashi, Ravashi said, Tanya behedya, we clearly learned in another b'raise, meitav sedeh, meitav karmi yishalem. When the Pesach says, you have to pay from your best for the damages. What does this mean? Meitav sedeh, you shall nizik, and meitav karmi shall nizik, David Rabbi Shmol. So Rabbi Shmol says, you evaluate the standard of meitav by the level of the properties that the nizik owns. Which would mean that sometimes the mazik could pay even from his worst property. Rabbi Kiva but Rabbi Kiva says no. Meitav sadeyu shall mazik or meitav karmish shall mazik. That you have to pay. The mazik has to pay from what's actually his best property. So here you have a clear brayse that spells out this machlokes of Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva the way the Gemara already explained it before on Davov. Now the Gemara continues. So we have over here the conclusion that there's a halacha of meitav that you have to pay from the best properties when you damage someone. But not only the following shaila. there's a pasuk that says that we just learned here. So what does this mean? When you pay, you must pay from the best, and you can't offer to pay from any other lower level of uh, properties that you own. But now, Vatanya, in another Braise we learned, Yashiv. This is a Pasik that also talks about damages. This is when a person was damaged in a pit that you dug. Balabar Yishalem, so over there in that Pasik it says, Kesef Yashiv Lubala, return the value of the money that you, that you caused them. What does this term Yashiv mean? 
It means return the lost value to him, and it doesn't matter how you return it to him. As long as you end up returning that value to him. And this includes, you don't have to give him cash, you can give him shove kesef, you can give him anything else that's worth this money. And vafil is subin, you can give him even subin. Subin means a brand, or something that's, you can give him something that's mamish, low value, garbage. As long as you're paying him back, you're returning the value of the loss that you caused him, you can pay him. So you see right over here that it's saying that when you pay for your damages, you don't have to give from your best. You can give even from the lowest quality. And the other pasuk, it says meita. You're paying, you're paying from your properties. You have to give from the best of your properties. It's one is bayr and one is a pasuk that's written by bayr and the other one is a pasuk that's written by Shein Veregel. But the, the Gemara before brought a gzeir shavah, tachas nesina yeshalom kesef. We compare all these uh, damages to each other. There's a the gzeir that they all have the same din. So, so it's a stira. So the Gemara answers, the Gemara tries one answer, it's not a contradiction. If you're offering to pay without any fuss, you, so then you can, you're offering, you're nice about it, you can pay with whatever quality you want, even subin, even the lowest quality. But if it's a case, if the person had to be schlepped to Besdin and he had to be forced to pay, if you didn't agree to pay like a mensch, so now you're going to have to give from the best of your properties. And Amarola, Bereid Raviloi, Dekanami, I'll prove you that this chat is right. The Chsiv Yishalim. The Pasik says, Mate of Sadeh, Mate of Karma, Yishalim, that you're going to have to pay. So he says, This word Yishalim means Balkarchai. Yishalim means that you're paying it, that Bezna is forcing you to pay. Yashiv means you're coming, you're offering to return. Yishalim means that you're paying it against your will. And that's why you have to pay from the best. But the Gemara doesn't accept this diok of the word Yishalim. Amale Abaye, so Abaye asks, How do you see the word Yishalim means that you're paying against your will? Miksiv Yishulam, does the Pasuk say Yishulam? The word Yishulam means that someone else is forcing you to pay, that this is being paid. The word Yishulam means it's being paid. It's being paid by the force of someone else. It doesn't say in the Pasuk Yishulam. Yishalim, it says Yishalim. Yishalim means even mitaitoi, mashma, that he's paying himself. So where do you see a source for your pshat to distinguish between Yashiv and Yishalim, that Yashiv is willingly and Yishalim is by force? Hello, Abaye. So therefore, Abaye says a different pshat in this. Kedemar, we could explain the pshat over here based on what the master has once said. This is Rabbe. He said a pshat in a different b'raisa on a completely different subject. And we can borrow the concept that Rabbe said there and apply it over here to answer the contradiction over here regarding this uh, Indian of Meta versus Subin. Now, what is this concept that Rabbe spoke about? The Tanya will learn the b'raisa. So before we see the b'raisa, here Rashi brings the background of what this b'raisa is talking about. It's talking about the mitzvah of giving payah. The poor people can collect payah from a person's properties. When does a poor person get payah? What is the, the level of poverty that you say that he's poor enough to get payah? If he doesn't have 200 zuz, well, let's say, let's say if you want to say $200, I don't think it matches up to $200, 200 zuz. If he has less than 200 zuz, he's poor and he can collect payah. <coughs> Even if he has one penny less of 200 zuz, so he can go take as much pay as he wants. He can take pay and the value of a thousand zuz because right now he's poor. So when he's taking it, he can take all at once as much as he wants. But if he has 200 zuz, then he can't, uh, he can't collect any pay. He's not considered to be poor. So now what is this Braisa talking about over here? What's with a person that owns houses, he owns the fields, he owns vineyards. But then he doesn't find people that are ready to buy this from him. He, he, needs, he needs food to eat. He doesn't have money. He's strapped for cash. And, but he, he can't find anybody that's going to uh, buy it. 
So in such a case, says the Braiser, so he can get Maiseroni ad Mechze, up until half of the usual level that we say regarding Maiseroni, which is 200 Zuz. That's the, the, the line that separates between someone that's poor and rich. Over here, you can get up until half of that amount, which is 100. Why? What does this mean? So Rashi explains, because the simple pshat of this price is, this person has all of this, these properties, but he can't sell it. Right? So the, the properties that he owns, even if they're worth 200 zuz, right? so if they're worth 200 zuz, so he's already rich, and he can't go and collect Maiserani. We tell him, you, you, look at your properties, they're, they're worth already 200 zuz. But the problem is, he can't sell it for that price. He can't get the price of 200 zuz, that, it, that it's, that's actually its value. So therefore, the reason why he can't get this price is, is because he's going to have to lower the price. He has no choice. He has to sell it for less of its value in order to be able to sell it. When, when, you, when you're forced to sell, sell something for less than its value, you're not going to be forced to sell it for less than half of its value. It goes down no, no lower than less than half of its value, which means it would go down to 100 zuz. So therefore, even though its true value should be 200 zuz, but its value now for, for him, he can't sell it. He's going to have to sell it half of its value, 100 zuz. So in order to make up that difference, we give him from the Maiserani or from the payah, we give him 100 zuz. We're not going to give him the full amount, allow him to take as much as he wants, because really the true value of his properties are 200 zuz. But now he can't sell it, so it drops down to the level of 100 zuz. So we make it up for him by allowing him to collect from the payah 100 zuz. That's what it says in the price. Now on this, the Gemara explains, what is the exact case that we're talking about over here? So Rab asked a question on this price. Hey, Chibdomi, what are we talking about? This person that owns these properties, but he can't sell them. If the case over here is that this is a time where the, the, the housing market is down and the value of everybody's properties and houses are down, and therefore he, the value of his properties also went down together with everyone else. It's not something unique that happened to him. So then I fill a Tuvanami Lispile. So then, if that's the case, this is now the true value of his house. His house is less than 200 zoos. The market value is down. So if so, he's below the level of 200 zoos. He doesn't own a property that has that value. So he should, he's poor. We should be able to give him unlimited amount of payah, whatever, whatever it is. The hazel, because now the market value is down. The kula al-minami, every, from everybody. It's not only him. Hello, so what must be the case over here? The oikara, the kula that really the market value of the houses are up. And really, everyone else's house, the, these houses that this person owns, it's true value. And right now, for everybody, the value of this house is 200. But why? So why is this person having a hard time selling his house? Why is his uh, house in a down? I did the Isle of Nofik Azuzi because people see that he's so desperate to sell his house because he needs money. So what happens when people see that someone's desperate to sell? Are is his his his, uh, his field his house? So then I fill up one second. So in such a case, people see that he's so desperate. So people offer him less than the true value of his house. But what's the real value of his house? The real value of his house and the market value at this time is two hundred zuz. If so, if that's the real value of his house. So then even less, even giving him any pay or any maizroni, we shouldn't give him anything. Because the fact is that in the market value of the housing market at this time, his house is worth 200 zoos. Shouldn't we evaluate the, what he owns by the regular market value of the housing market? 
So what, what case are we talking about over here when we're saying that he can't sell it and therefore we make up for him the difference and we allow him to take some payah? So the Gemara explains, So Rabbi explained about this as follows, that Allah, on this, on this question, that this is something which is seasonal. It depends on what time of the year this is. The case of here is as follows. The Nisan, that when it comes to the month of Nisan, in the springtime, you cut out Then the value, when you sell your property, the value of the property goes up. Why? Because in the time, when you're buying a property in Nissan, so you have enough time to prepare this property, to plow it and to prepare it. And then when it comes fall, you'll be able to plant it and you'll be able to use it now to, to, to plant for the following season. So therefore, in Nissan time, the, the value of the properties go up. But then when it comes to a property that a person wants to sell in Tishrei time, over here, everybody's property value goes down because in Tishrei time, you're buying a field, it's too late for you to prepare this property to be able to plant in it for that season. So you, you, you're buying it now, but you're not going to be able to do anything with it in this season. Taisa says it's similar also regarding the housing market, not only regarding fields that you plant, but it's similar also regarding houses that in the summer, the value goes up and in the winter, the value goes down. So what usually happens? The kulal minatri ad nissen. Everybody waits to sell their houses when in nissen time, when you can get more more money, more value for your house. Mm-hmm. That's when they sell. But vahai, this individual here, hoyel ve'itzrechalezuzi, because he needs money. So zavin kidahashta. He's selling his house right now in tishrei time, even though in, the, in tishrei time the value of the house is down. And how, how far lower to its value of Nissan does it go? It could go down up to half. So therefore, if he has a house or a property that's valued in Nissan time as 200 zuz, so if you go according to that value, he's rich enough that he can't take any pay or maizerani. Now when it comes to Tishrei time, so if he's going to want to sell his property, it might go down to half of its value. So at Palga, half of its value, or Mezel. It's... It could happen that in Tishrei, your property goes down half of its value. But it won't go down less than half of its value. Okay, so therefore, what's the point that the Gemara is saying here? So if I ask you regarding this person that owns this house, that in Nissan time is worth 200 zuz, but now in Tishrei time, it's not worth 200 zuz. And today is Tishrei. And this person is trying to sell his house, and he can, today he can only get half of his value. Is he rich enough that he, that he can't take payer, or is he not? Mm-hmm. On one hand, he is, because this house, if you just wait six months, it's worth 200 zuz. But on the other hand, he's not, because today, it's not worth those 200 zuz. And it's not just him, it's the entire world. It's a seasonal thing. Today, it's not worth 200 zuz. So he's sort of not poor and not rich. It's a, so therefore, in such a case, what do we do? We don't allow him to take unlimited payah. We give him that amount to make up the, the seasonal difference that at the, the, the 100 zuz, that, that it should be... Matching to then the to the two hundred zuz that it's worth in uh, in Nissan time, okay. That's the halacha that the rabbi said regarding this uh, story, this case of a person collecting paya in such a situation. Okay, so now the gemara uses this concept that you could see that the person owns a property and the value the value changes in the seasons, in the fall, in the in the, in the spring. So we could apply this also over here regarding our case when we're talking about the payment of a mazik that wants to pay with his properties. And we're discussing what kind of a property does he has to pay does he have to pay with? So we could say over here a similar thing. Oh, So now let's apply and use this regarding the zakin as well. Now the right that the nizik has is to collect from the best property from idis. 
But what happens if the nizik comes and tells the mazik, Havli Bainanis, you know what, you give me from a Bainanis property. I, for me, it's a better, better to take from an average property. Let's say uh, this Nizik, so the place where he lives, the place that he has his properties, are near a Bainanis property that the Mazik owns. He tells the Mazik, instead of you giving me your best property, which is far away from me, give me a Bainanis property, a, an average property, which is near me, it's better for me. But if you're going to give me from your Bainanis property, you're going to have to give me more of it because it's in, in equality, it's less worth. So you're going to have to give me some more of your Bainanis property. That's what he's telling him. Mm-hmm. Now, when is this all happening here? When is this taking place? The Gemara doesn't spell it out, but this is the simple chart over here at the Gemara. This is all taking place in Tishrei time. Mm-hmm. In Tishrei time when the value of all the properties is down. So now, Omalei, so what the uh, Mazik will tell him is, Ishaklis Kedinach, if you're going to take the Idis property, which is what the Torah says you are supposed to get, as it says, Meitav Sadeu, Meitav Karmai, so then, Shkoyal Kedahashta. So then, you, you, you can take this Idis property according to the value of now. What's the value of now? The Tishrei time, where the value is down. Mm-hmm. So you're going to end up getting more, because you're going by the value that there is now. But the Eloi, if you're not taking the Idis property that you that the Torah says belongs to you, you're taking. You want to have a different property that's more convenient for you. You want to have the Bainanis property. So then, I'm going to give you that Bainanis property that you're, you specifically want, and I'm going to give it to you according to its true value that comes out when that comes out in Nissan. Its true value in Nissan is much higher. So I'm going to give you less from this Bainanis property because I'm going to evaluate it according to its true value that it is later. Right? In other words, the point really is, what we see from this whole thing is, when I ask you, what's the true value of this property? Not the Tishrei value. The Tishrei value is, is when it's already mid-season, when a person can't prepare the property to plant property. The true value of this property is the Nissan value. So he's telling you, if you're going to take from the Tishrei value, sorry, again, if you're going to take from the Idis, which is what you deserve, so that I'll give you according to the present value that it's now, the current value now. But if you're going to take, if you want to be more specific and take Bainanis, something that's less, then you're going to be forced to take it according to its true value, and that's it. You're going to end up getting less because its true value is higher. Okay, so now what the Gemara is trying to say is, where do we know this from? Where do we know that he can tell him this? That's what you'll learn from the Pasuk of Yashiv. That's the difference between the Pasuk of Metav and Yashiv. The Pasuk of Metav is saying, if you want to take from Metav, you'll get according to the value that it is now, whatever season it is. If it's Tishrei, it's a lower value, that's the value you'll get. If you're more specific, if you want to take from Bainanis, so then you're going to get less, of, you're going to get less, less from this field. Then we say Subin, Yoshev, that he's going, to say, he's, going to, he's going to give him according to the true value that it has in Nisan time, and therefore you're going to end up getting less for, of this Bainanis property. Now Rashi clarifies over here, the Gemara could have, could have made this much simpler. The Gemara could have just simply said that maybe the Pasuk of Metav is saying that he could collect from the best of the properties. And maybe the, the Pasuk of Yashiv that says you can take from a lower value, from Subin, maybe just saying that he has the option to take from Bainanis, just the very fact that he has the option to take from Bainanis as well, from an average property. So Rashi says that can't be the Pshat, because the fact that a, a Nizik has the option to take from Bainanis is, is, is a, obvious misvara. If he has the right to collect from the best property, he obviously has the right to collect from an average property. But the Chilish over here is another point. When he wants to collect specifically from the average property, then the Mazda could turn around to him and say, if so, I'm giving you according to its true value, which comes out in this time, and therefore you're going to end up getting less from that, because its true value is higher, so you're going to get less in quantity from it.
That's the pshat here. Okay, but the Gemara does not accept this pshat. Maskef l'aravacha b'yakev im kain. If we're going to say this, so then harata keichel shal nizakin eitzel benin is v'ziburis. It comes out that the nizik. When he wants to collect from Bainus and Ziburis, so all of a sudden he loses out from the true value of his payment that he deserves. The true value is go, goes according to Nissan. That's the true value of the property, and he's not getting that. The Torah says that how do you treat a Nizik? You're supposed to treat a Nizik, you damaged him. You have to give him from the very best. And here you're gonna say that because he wants to take from Bainus and Ziburis, we're gonna end up giving him a payment that's not even the true payment that he deserves. Because he's getting the value of this property, it's not its true value. Why should he end up getting a payment which is even less than its true value if we see that the Tato wants a Nizik to get paid in the best way possible? So it doesn't make sense to go such an extreme and to get, if he wants to collect from Bainus, that he shouldn't get uh, what he deserves. So therefore the Gemara is now says, now listen here, the next piece of the Gemara is actually a side point. The Gemara here, is, it's, the Gemara is going to come back soon to explain the Meitav and Yoshev, what, how we answer that contradiction. But meanwhile, the Gemara says, if you want to apply this concept that we just said, we could apply it maybe in a different case. If you want to, if you want to use this concept that Rabbi said, that there's the seasonal difference in the value of a property, and so you could apply it to a Balchayv. Now, what would be the case of a Balchayv? Balchayv dine bebeininis. A Malva, a lender, he collects his loan from what properties? From the average property, from Beninus. Now, what happens if a Balchayv says, if the Balchayv comes to the Loiva and says, have lizi Buddhist, I want your worth quality property. That's a property that's near me. And you'll give me a little bit more from that because you're giving me less quality, so I get more quantity. That's what he wants. Now again, we're talking about over here that he comes to him when? In Tishrei time, when the value is down. So Amalei, so the Leva tells him, listen, If you're going to take what the Torah says you're supposed to be taking from, which is the Bainanis, so then I'll give you according to the low value that it's now, and you're going to end up getting more. But Viloi, if you're not going to take according to that value, if you're not going to take, that is, if you're not going to take Bainanis, rather, you're going to want to take specifically Ziburis, because it's near you, so then, you can do a so then you're going to get a payment from the true value of this property, which is the Nissan value, and you're going to end up getting less in quantity. That's where we apply this concept, by a Balchayv. But the Gemara doesn't, doesn't accept this either. You can't apply this here. Maskev Ravache Ravike, says Ravache, wait a minute, if, if, if this is the case, if this is how you end up treating a Malva that wants to collect his loan, in you're going to end up locking the door in front of people that want to borrow money. A Malva is not going to want to lend money to people because he's going to be afraid that when he's going to get his payment, he's not going to get proper payment. <laughs> because he's going to say to the Leva, listen, if I would have money, have a with the money that I have now, if it's Tishrei time, for my money in this season, I could buy a property for, for its lower value than it's now and I would get more. Now, because I lent you money, I'm gonna end up losing out, and I am I'm only gonna get a payment based on its value later in this time. So, because I lent you money, I end up losing out. So, why should I lend you money? So, it doesn't make sense to say that we apply this concept by a loan because then people are not gonna to want to lend money. So, the Gemara says, if you want to apply this concept of the difference in the value of the seasons of the property. So we could apply it in the following case. If we could use this concept that Rabbi spoke about, we can apply it to the following case. We can use this by the Ksuba of Anisha, a woman that has to, that if she gets divorced or if she's an Almana, so she collects her Ksuba money. 
So what's the halacha? From what type of property could a woman collect a ksuba? A woman collects her ksuba, she only could collect from the lowest, the most inferior level of value of a property. Now, if she comes along and wants, and she says, she says to the husband or to the Yerushim that are giving her, and she says, she says, Havli you know what? Give me from a better quality property. Give me from a bainanist property. But support, but you'll give me less from it. I want a better quality property, but less in quantity. That's what she wants. So Allah, so over here, the husband can tell her, if you're gonna take what you deserve, which is a lesser quality property, so then we're gonna go according to the value now in Tishrei time, where the housing market and the value of the property is down, and you're gonna end up getting more. But Viloy, if you have a specific demand, you want to get from the Bainanis, which is more than what you deserve, so then So then you're going to get according to the true value of this property, which comes out in Nissan time, and then you're going to get less of a quantity because we're going according to its true value. This is where we could apply this concept of Rabbe regarding payment that in the seasonal, the differences in the property regarding Aksuba, because over here she wants more, she wants Benes, which is more than what she deserves. So in such a case, the husband can say to her, if so, we're going to go according to the true value of the property, which is innocent time. Now the Gemara comes back to the original question that we asked there. However, the original question we asked remains a question, which is the contradiction of the Pasik. When a mazik pays, do you pay from Meitav or do you pay from Yoshev, which is Subin? Amarov sort of answers as follows. What the Pasik is saying is, from whatever you choose to give, to pay, you have to pay from the best of that. <laughs> so true, the Pasik here is saying Subin. What's Subin? Subin literally means bran. So you're paying bran. Bran is not a very expensive item. Bran is a very cheap kind of item. But in bran itself, you have to give the best of the bran. When you're paying properties, so you have to give the best of the properties. When you, whatever else you choose to pay from, even if it's a very cheap thing, but from that cheap thing, you have to give from the best. So there's no contradiction there. So that's uh, <coughs> the, the answer here. So the Gemara asks on this. Second. In fact, the Gemara, you can't say this. The Pasuk says, So the Pasuk is being very specific, not only about the fact that you have to give the best, and that would mean that you could apply it to the best of whatever you pay. It's saying, mate of sadei hu, you have to give the best of your properties. When Apopa and Avonu Bereid Yeshua, they came from the Yeshiva of Rav, they Taishan said as follows. Preshua, they explained it as follows. Call mili meitavu. When it comes to metaltalin, when it comes to movable objects, Everything, no matter what you pay with, you can pay junk, garbage, it's all considered to be metav. Why? Because when it comes to metaltalin, if you can't sell it here, if people don't value this here, you can find a different city where people do value this. Things that are considered to be garbage in one place and another place where people need it, it's expensive and it's, it's, it's something which is very valuable. But besides when it comes to a property which is in one place, the lace of layman beta. When it comes to a property, the value of its property, you can't say it maybe somewhere else you could take it that people need it there. A property, you're gonna you you damage someone and then you have to pay him. What are you gonna do? You're gonna get rid of your worst quality property and give it to him. And now this nizik is gonna be stuck with this worst quality property. He can't do anything with it, he can't sell it, he can't plant it. It's not right. You damage him, you have to give him the best quality property so that he should have people that should want to buy from him. That's uh, the difference between the, the differences between the property and paying from a Taltalin. Okay, the next Gemara is already a whole Hemshach on the next Gemara. We'll continue tomorrow.